Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Mean Line Media presents the Olivia Fox Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. Once again, welcome to the Olivia Fox Podcast. Oh my goodness, you guys. We are rolling. We are rolling. I feel like, okay, I've done a couple laps around the track of podcasting. And now I'm ready for the race. And so here we are. Thank you so much for tuning in for another episode. I have to take care of my business. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you like. Even tell your friends to tell a friend. The Olivia Fox podcast is here. The purpose of this podcast is to give me a vehicle to run my mouth. First and foremost. (laughs) But also to address issues and Subject matter that matter to us and matter to me as well. Talking to interesting people, um, hitting on whatever is happening in the world. And of course, hopefully educating those who take the time to come to the Olivia Fox podcast. Remember, you can follow me on Instagram and Olivia Fox Radio. I'm also on Facebook because, you know, all old folks on Facebook, my mama on Facebook, but you can get me at the Olivia Fox show or just Olivia Fox. And uh, I hope you will tell a friend to tell a friend. The Olivia Fox podcast is here now for the past couple of weeks. I've had guests on the show, some incredible guests uh, covering all different types of subject matter. But tonight I decided to do something a little different. Tonight, I decided to fly solo. Tonight, I wanted to prove to everybody that I could do this on my own (laughs) because I am a professional pronouncer. But tonight, I wanted to talk about something that is very near and dear to me, something that I feel like I can speak from a personal level, um, a subject matter that I feel is very, very important to our community, and that is about kidney disease kidney awareness and the treatment and causes of kidney disease. Now, of course, we know March is Women's History Month, but also March is National Kidney Month, specifically March 9th being World Kidney Day, which is a day that we try, attempt to educate folks about how important our kidney is, along with the rest of our body as well. But folks don't know. They don't know what the kidneys really do. They real, real, real important. And they impact practically every part of our body. So I definitely wanted to address that. But there's a big elephant sitting over in the corner, sitting over there by my microwave saying, you going to talk about me? You going to talk about me? So I got to. Because if I didn't, people would be like, well, why didn't Olivia talk about the Chris Rock thing? I'm going to talk about it. So here we go. First of all, have you seen the special on Netflix? I didn't even know it was live when it came on originally. I just knew it was in Baltimore and I knew it was going to be an opportunity for Chris to address the great Oscar smack. It's been one year that Will Smith smacked the taste out of Chris Rock's mouth. 
everybody in the world lost their minds. I mean, it was really unbelievable. For a while, folks, and, and I will say this, there are some fools right now, even to this day, that think that the whole thing was staged. But a lot of people couldn't believe it. I know I couldn't. I was like, what? Wait, what? Rewind, rewind, rewind. Unbelievable. And so Will, um, you know, won the Academy Award afterwards, but the, the damage had already been done. Wasn't nobody really listening to him. He was up on stage crying and snot nut coming out of his nose. And I know for myself, I was sitting there side-eyeing him like, I don't give a damn about this. You blew it. You messed it up for all of us. You showed your ass on national TV. You smacked Pokey. And so <laughs> for a whole year, we haven't really had an opportunity to hear from Chris Rock. We heard from his brothers. Y'all, I was so tired of hearing from Chris Rock's brothers. I was like, if you don't sit your ass down somewhere and stop trying to milk this for your damn self. But we didn't hear from Chris until recently. So he did the special on Netflix. First of all, Chris is petty. Okay. Everybody in their mama knows that Jada Pinkett Smith is from Baltimore. She is a Baltimore girl. And so what'd he do? He had his show in Baltimore, which I thought was funny. Um, but I was all ready for the show. He hit upon a lot of different subject matters. And let me just say this before I go any further. I am a Chris Rock fan. I have followed Chris Rock as movies. I love his stand-up. I remember he used to have a talk show. I love Chris Rock. I especially love his stand-up because he keeps it real and says things that people would normally not say, but he says it anyway and he means it. So I'm going into this thinking, okay, Chris gonna gonna let everybody know what happened and he gonna come with it and it's gonna be funny. And speaking for myself, I wasn't really feeling it, y'all. Halfway through, I know at a little bit into the into the show, I fell asleep for real, which is not hard to do because I'm old and I have a chair. But I I did. I nodded off, came back. And uh, there were just parts in 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 his stand up that, you know, I just didn't think was real funny. Um, I, some of the things I thought just went on a little too long. Him carrying on. And I don't want to say too much because there are people that still have not seen it. But the part about his his daughters and, you know, how rich kids this and he could have left all that out. Um, he also did a bit about uh, killing babies. You have to see that for yourself. Thought that was completely inappropriate. Didn't need to be said. He also um, said something about trans uh, people. If his father uh, ended up coming out like um, Kim Kardashian's stepdad, Bruce Jenner, and became a woman and what that would look like. I, you know, it just, you know, I just felt like he was doing too much. And people were sitting there because I know I was sitting there like, okay, so um, when are you going to get to the whole smack thing. And he waited till the end of the show. So I will tell you that if you haven't seen the show and you don't feel like watching, if you're not feeling it, you can just go ahead and fast forward that jump to the end. Cause that's where he pretty much went in on Will and Jada. Now I'm like I said, I'm not going to go into it too much. Cause I, I think everybody should be able to watch it and, and form their own opinions. But uh, you know, here's my thing. Here's my thing. And again, y'all don't have to agree, but here go my thing. I have a problem. I have a problem when folks say certain things to certain people. It rubs me the wrong way. And I know some of y'all like, Olivia, you all hypocritical and stuff. You was just on another podcast saying you didn't mind music by Too Short 
and NWA when they was calling women bitches and hoes and you were saying that they not talking to you. You a hypocrite. But for some reason, y'all, I don't know. And I'm not a Jada Pinkett fan. I'm not. Um, when he was calling her a bitch, bitch, and called Will Smith, bitch. And I, you know, I just, I don't know, y'all. Maybe I'm because I'm old. Maybe I'm Gen X. I don't know. But it just rubbed me the wrong way. You know, I try to carry it like Michelle Obama. When they go low, we go high. Furthermore, it's been a year. So I just, you know, I was, I think I was expecting something else. I think I was expecting a little bit more, I don't want to say maturity, but I just thought he took the easy way out by handling it the way he did. Although if somebody stole me and my jaw, I would probably, you know, handle it completely differently. Um, but the one comment that I felt some kind of way about is when he said, and again, I don't want to give it all away, but when he had said his parents raised him not to show out or fight in front of white people, I was just like, okay, yeah, I get it. You know, I get it. I understand. For those of you who grew up black, you, you, you've heard that, but I don't know. I just, I just wasn't feeling it, y'all. I wasn't feeling it. I don't even know how to explain. It. I just wasn't feeling it for real. So you know, you can watch it, watch it, and whatnot. I'm hoping that you know he got some closure that he needed. Although something tells me, and I could be wrong, but something tells me that he ain't all the way right about that. It's kind of hard to come back after being smacked on inter on an international television show. The Oscars are shown all over the world to be smacked, to have the taste removed from your mouth, the way that Will took him out. It's hard to recover from that, honestly. I mean, I am in my 50s. I'm just put it out there. And I remember the time when I was growing up, me and my brother had gotten into a fight and he took a pepper shaker and threw it up against the wall and it bounced off and hit me on my forehead. I still ain't forgot about that, okay? And I know you listening, bro. When you threw that pepper shaker at my head and it bounced off the wall and hit me in my head, not directly, but it still hit me. I had a little knot on my head. I ain't forget about that. So I honestly can say if I didn't forget about the pepper shaker that hits the wall and bounced off and hit my head and gave me a little knot on my head from my brother almost 40 years ago, I don't know if after a year Chris Rock will be over this. But whatever the case, he got it off his chest. Um, if you haven't seen it, you can check it out for yourself and decide, you know, was it good? I think I would probably, if I had to grade it, mm, C minus, C at best, because I am a Chris Rock fan. I give him the benefit of the doubt. But that jump wasn't no A. That jump wasn't no A. It wasn't no A minus or no B plus. And I'm a B plus student. Nah. C, C minus, and if I wanted to be real petty, D plus, okay? But you be the judge. You be the judge and decide what you think. It's on Netflix, Chris Rock. And I think it's, I, let me see, what is the name of it? I don't know. Y'all Google it. It's on there. I don't even know. I don't want to get the wrong name, but it's on there. You can check it out on Netflix and check it out. And then um, y'all can hit me up. I never do this, but I'm going to tell you, you can hit me up at oliviafoxfix at gmail.com and let me know what you think. Olivia, O-L-I-V-I-A, 
foxfix at gmail.com and let me th- let me know what you think. Or you can go on Facebook, Instagram. I probably won't answer you on social media. <laughs> That's why I'm saying to do it on my email. But yeah, just let me know what you think, you know? Or you can even leave a comment when you watch this podcast. When you hear me say this, y'all go ahead and write it up. Let me know what you think. Either way. Either way ain't going to make me no difference because I'm going to stand on my word. But I'd love to hear from you. I love the feedback. So you can do that as well. So there is my two cents on the Chris Rock thing. Now, on to the things that we really, really need to talk about. Something, like I said, I I, I think is, is very important. Because y'all know I be all about the health. I be trying to eat right, even though just between you, me, and a flea, when my daughter was home last weekend, I ate half a sweet potato pie. But we ain't here to talk about that. <laughs> that sweet potato pie was good as heck, too. I'm telling you. But anyway, I, you know what? I have worked it off. You know I ain't because my foot is still broke. But um, <laughs> I like to pretend. I like to uh, try to advocate for good eating habits, exercise, and just taking care of your body. And so this right here, this conversation that we're having is very, very important to me. And I'm hoping, you know, by sharing my personal experience that somebody who's listening to this episode will think, okay, maybe I need to go to the doctor or, okay, let me cut back on this. Or, okay, I remember when Olivia said this, that, and the third, you might reflect upon it, learn something, and maybe change the way you think and change the way you treat your body, or go to the doctor. Hey, there's an idea. You know what gets on my nerves before I get in? <laughs> I'll tell you what gets on my nerves. You know, what gets on my nerves is when people are experiencing symptoms and they go on social media and ask perfect strangers, Ooh, my chest hurt, my left arm hurt. What y'all think it is? Um, I think you need to go to the emergency room. That's what I think. Stop trying to self-diagnose yourself. Stop asking strangers on social media about your symptoms and just go to the doctor or in some instances, go to the emergency room. That's all I can say about that. You got to take care of your body. y'all. We put all this time and effort into cars and purses, jewelry, and we know everything about everything there is to know. But when it comes to our bodies, many of us don't. We just don't know. For example, Did you know your kidneys are in the back? No, they're not up around your stomach, not by your belly button, not by that little piece of pooch that hangs there. Maybe not for you, but for me. But your kidneys are in your back. Did you know that you have two kidneys? You do. Did you know you can live with one kidney? You can. So there's something right there that hopefully I have taught you about kidneys. Now, let me just try to be as transparent as I can without going on too long about this. Uh, for those of you who know me, you know that I've had my run-ins with kidney disease, kidney failure, uh, dialysis, and then uh, triumphantly received a kidney transplant, which by the way, in April on the 6th, I will celebrate my 11th year anniversary woo-woo, of my kidney transplant. So I'm feeling good about that. But This whole journey that I had to endure was one that I don't think I really dealt with when I was going through it. You know, anytime you experience any type of trauma, more than likely you're just trying to get through it. You know what I'm saying? You're trying to uh, do what you need to do to continue to live for whatever you've got going on. For me, I was just trying to live because, well, I wanted to live, 
but I had a young child. So being here was very, very important. So I did what I needed to do to stay here day to day. As traumatic as it was, I don't think I really mentally dealt with it. And it really wasn't until maybe about five or six years ago that it really kind of hit me exactly what it was that I went through. And I would have flashbacks about things and going through dialysis and being sick and end up in the emergency room half dead and just looking crazy. But I thought, wow, I got through it. And that right there taught me a valuable lesson. One, that you need to sit your ass down when your body is telling you that you're not right. But two, you never truly know what you can get through until you're faced with it and you have to. In other words, a lot of times we think the worst case scenario, oh man, if that happened to me, ain't no way I could make it. You will make it. If you want to live, you will make it. And that's what I learned about myself. It's not a whole lot out here in this world that I fear because I've gone through that. Maybe thinking about losing someone very close to me or being in a situation where I have to face this health challenge again, maybe. But for the most part, just day-to-day things, I don't really be tripping like that because I felt like I have gone through one of the greatest storms of my life. And I made it. I came out on the other side. I wasn't always shining, but I feel like I made it through. So with that being said, I'll just tell you this. I was diagnosed when I was in college and I ain't gonna tell you what year because y'all ain't gonna put me out there like that. But I believe in my heart of hearts, being a black woman coming from a family that had a history of weight issues, being overweight, obese, hypertension, diabetes. I felt like the doctors that I was going to see, and I was seeing them in different states because I was on the road trying to chase this dream of being a radio personality. But I feel like I was misdiagnosed for over a decade. I was having symptoms of kidney disease for years. And a lot of the doctors were so freaking lazy, okay, that they would look at my family history I was slightly swole. Okay, I wasn't swole. I, I was overweight. Okay, I'm just keeping real. I was a big girl. I was overweight. So I think when they saw, okay, here's this black woman. She's had a history of hypertension. She's black. You know, she's overweight. She has issues with her blood pressure. And so folks just kind of, the doctors just kind of passed me off from one city to another. And I was never truly treated for an underlying condition, which was kidney disease. And it wasn't until many, many years later where I ended up in Boston um, and, and I was having swelling around my ankles. I was having really um, cystic uh, acne on my face. I found myself being really tired. Um, some mornings I'd wake up and I wasn't really feeling good, kind of upset stomach. And I went to a doctor and she said, has anyone ever tested your kidney function? And I was like, kidneys? Nah. You know, I was looking at her like she was crazy. Huh? And so she said, we need to actually do the blood work to find out what's going on, if anything, with your kidneys. And between that doctor, I ended, because you know, y'all know I've been moving around all my life. I left Boston and came up to Washington, D.C. 
So I took that information, gave it to a nephrologist, which by the way, a nephrologist is a doctor who specializes in the treatment of kidneys. And um, long story short, they did blood work, called me up and told me something wrong with your kidneys. And they started treating me very aggressively. So what had happened was, I'm not going to say the word because I'm, I can't, I can't pronounce it, but essentially what happened, I had a um, issue, autoimmune disease, which means at some point in some part of your body, your immune system attacks a certain part of your body. And in this instance, it was attacking the filtering system on my kidneys. Now, some of y'all are like, Olivia, um, what, what, what is what you talking about? Well, let me explain. The kidney's job is in your body is to regulate the amount of water in your body. Um, it also removes the toxins out of your body. The way I explain is the way my daughter used to tell people when I was on dialysis. The kidneys are really like the washing machine of the body. <laughs> my daughter used to say, mommy's getting her blood washed. And that's really, that's the only way I can really tell you without, you know, going into depth and, and you know, spitting out all this, you know, verbiage and whatnot. But basically your kidneys filter out all the toxins out of your body, the fluids. So you don't have all these toxin, toxic buildups in your body, get sick and become septic or whatever, get swollen, your blood pressure goes up, you end up having, you know, a stroke or heart attack. So that's basically what that's all about. That's what kidneys do. So ended up having a biopsy, found out I had this particular disease, was treated very aggressively for 18 years from the beginning of having symptoms until the point where my kidneys failed. It was 18 years. Now that's not, that doesn't always happen. A lot of times people end up going directly into kidney failure, put on dialysis and it happens so quickly because one, they didn't know the symptoms or two, they just ignored what was going on and they end up in full kidney failure, which requires you to go to dialysis, which, you know, just between you and me, being on dialysis for four and a half years, I would look around in the center and the majority of people that were in there looked like me. They were African-Americans. And, you know, I, I, I always wondered why that was. Well, it turned out two of the main causes of kidney failure are hypertension, high blood pressure, and diabetes. And unfortunately, in our communities, we suffer from hypertension, high blood pressure, and diabetes. A lot of people end up having diabetes and not doing the right thing. A lot of people end up having hypertension and don't do the right thing. And it takes a toll on your kidneys and you end up being in renal failure. There are quite a few people. And so I was on dialysis for four and a half years. And uh, it wasn't until uh, that time my very good friend uh, ended up going to get tested to see if he was a proper match for me, which he was. And we did the doggone thing. We went to hospital on Good Friday of uh, April 2012. And we, you know, did the thing, had the transplant. And I ain't going to say it was easy. You know, went in and it was all good because it really, <laughs> it's not that kind of party, okay? When you get a transplant, y'all, it's, it's a whole lot of stuff you got to handle. You've got these immunosuppressant drugs, which basically keeps your immune system, your body from rejecting this transplanted organ because your human body is so magnificent, y'all. I swear I should have been a doctor, but it is really magnificent when you really think about it. And most people don't think about it until they get sick. Then they be trying to 
educate themselves about the human body, but the human body is so incredible, just phenomenal. Um, and you know, when your body is feeling like there's something in their in within it that don't belong, then they end up attacking it. And so immunosuppressant drugs are drugs that keep the immune system from attacking the transplanted organ. Unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen, immunosuppressant drugs also end up, you know, suppressing your immune system. And if you know anything about it, and a lot of people ended up educating themselves when COVID came along, when you don't have a strong immune system, you are susceptible to all types of stuff. The way I explain it to people, your immune system is like an army for your body. Yes, Lord, it's an army and it fights. It fights on your behalf. So anytime a cold, infection, bacteria, cancer, anything that comes into your body that's not supposed to be there, your immune system will work very, very hard to fight it. And if it's not able to, like in some instances with cancer, um, you end up having to get treatment. Whole nother story. But when you're on immunosuppressant drugs, it sometimes puts you at high risk for developing cancer, specifically skin cancer. Because again, your immune system is not operating at full force. You know, I got a teaspoon of an immune system and I'm not even, I'm not even kidding. I've had COVID once, but I take care of myself. I do the best I can and I try not to expose myself to folks that are sick and little snot nose infected children. Because <laughs> y'all know children are like germ magnets. Even though I'm working with kids now, I'm very, very careful. So there it is. Um, I've had my transplant. Um, I have to be compliant, which means I go and, you know, do my labs monthly. And, uh, you know, I go see my doctor every six months to make sure everything is everything. Now, will my transplant last forever? Probably not, um, based on the levels of where I am right now. And, you know, I think about it and I get scared. I'm like, oh, Lord, I'm have to go back on dialysis. But you know what? I'm a believer in faith, y'all. I'm believe, I believe, I believe. And at this point in my life, it is what it is. You know, you there are certain things that you can worry about um, that you control. And some things are just not within your control. You can do your best to keep yourself safe. You can do your best to not put yourself in dangerous situations. But at the end of the day, there's no way that you can control everything. It's just out of your control. I'd like to quote Andre 3000, if I may, an outcast. You can plan the perfect picnic, but you can't predict the weather. One of the greatest lyrics in rap. <laughs> but I use it all the time because it applies across the board. You can try with a relationship to make that thing work. You can go up above and beyond, but you might turn around and that person may, you know, sleep with one of your kids' best friends like Jada Pinkett Smith to bring it back around. You know what I mean? You try as hard as you can to work on these jobs and go above and beyond and think that your bosses, your friend and your coworkers love you and turn right back around and they end up stabbing you in the back and your ass is unemployed and have to pack up your stuff and move to another city to work in radio. But enough about me. <laughs> Again, you can plan the perfect picnic, but you cannot predict the weather. And so that's the way I really look at um, my health. I'm going to do everything that I possibly can to keep myself healthy, but you just never know. 
But while I'm doing that, I am doing the most that I possibly can in spreading the word and telling people about uh, my journey through kidney disease and what all happened to me and what I went through. Some of the symptoms. Did I run the symptoms down? Because some of y'all sitting right now listening to this and I want you to listen hard. Now, I'm no doctor, but let me just say this. If you are having some of these symptoms, you might want to go to your doctor and say, you know what? I was listening to Olivia Fox, who is not a doctor, but tried to play one on her podcast. And she said that if I had some of these symptoms, I might want to come in and have my kidneys checked. Why not? I had nausea. I mean, just I ain't talking about hangover nausea. I ain't talking about you ate some bad, you had some pork and you, <laughs> you know, you see pork and you get sick. I'm talking about just waking up and just feeling nauseous for no reason at all or walking around in the middle of the day and just all of a sudden you'd be like, oh, I think I'm about to be sick. That type of nausea, constant nausea, every once in a while nausea, uh, vomiting for no reason. Just because you've got this nausea, you just start vomiting. I used to have that every, every morning. I'm like, what the hell is going on? Fatigue. Now I'm lazy, so it's hard to kind of tell if I was tired or if I was just being lazy, but there is a difference between being lazy, tired, and experiencing fatigue. And if you ever had chronic fatigue, you know what I'm talking about. No matter how much sleep you get, no matter how easy you might take it during the day, you just got to lay down like, oh, I'm tired. I am so tired. I don't know why. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, going to the bathroom more or less, you know, and I'm not talking about two. I'm talking about one, which has to do with your kidneys, the output of fluid that you're putting out. If you're going to the bathroom a lot or if you're not going at all, you're seeing your fingers, your hands swelling. You've got swelling around your legs. Your face is puffy and swollen. Let me tell you something, y'all. I got a big face because I got a big head. And I'm not down to myself. I'm just keeping it real. But when I was swole, my jaw, my jaws was out to here. I mean, you can't see. But I had some big old jaws. And I was just like, why is my face so swole? My eyes were swollen. I can remember trying to put my rings on. My fingers were swollen. I was like, what the hell is going on? Ankles swole. You know how sometimes when you put your shoes on, ladies, and that meat fat on your foot, <laughs> foot fat be over rolling on your heels. You look like you're baking biscuits. You know how biscuits be in a pan and they come overlap. I had that going on with my shoes. I'm like, why is my foot so swollen? I didn't know. Muscle cramping for no reason at all. Wasn't working out. So I was like, well, what, what's going on with my muscles? Why? And no appetite. Now, you know, good and doggone well. If you don't have an appetite and you can't figure it out, you've got a you know funny taste in your mouth and you're, you know, again, having these other symptoms. Will y'all please go to the doctor and just ask, you know, it doesn't. Well, for some of us, it might cost if you don't have good insurance. <laughs> That's Again, a whole nother story, a whole nother episode, but it's worth it. It's worth it to go and get these tests done. Ask your doctor to check your kidney function, you know, have your blood pressure checked, know your numbers. These things are so vital and so critical for your well-being. So you don't end up in a situation where a doctor is saying, well, you know, that conversation, well, which is why I think I have a fear of phone calls. Because 
every piece of bad health news I ever received was over a phone. So I just realized something there, y'all. Hey, that's why I don't like the phone ringing. So all my friends out there, when y'all call and I don't answer, that's why I'm traumatized. <laughs> but you got to go through it, y'all. You got to take care of your body. So if you're having any of those symptoms, I'm not saying you have kidney failure. I'm not saying you have kidney disease, but I'm just saying to take an active role in your own health. It's so important. And I think I hit upon this last episode, maybe the episode before. There is nothing wrong with getting a second opinion. Okay. And that is for anything. I remember one time, let me tell y'all this, and, and I'm sorry that I keep jumping, but y'all know I have ADD. I remember one time I had went to this hairdresser. Okay. And she had did a perm on my hair. And then this was back when I was getting that, you know, the white crack put on my scalp before I knew better. And then I was getting my hair colored. Right. But a couple of months, you know, went by and I started figuring out my hair was falling out. I was like, what is going on? Turns out I ended up going to get a second opinion from another hairstylist. And it turns out this particular uh, stylist was doing too much, just doing too much, putting too much, uh, too many chemicals at the same time on my hair. And as a result, my hair was falling out. So, you know, I had, I'm bringing all this up just to say there's nothing wrong with getting a second opinion, especially when it comes to your body. Now, if you have any kind of questions about kidney disease, um, kidney disease awareness, your function of your kidneys, or how you can go about getting involved with wonderful organizations that make it their business to educate people about the importance of your function of your kidneys, kidney disease awareness, and also even renal failure, which renal means kidney, just put that out there. You can reach out to these two wonderful organizations. Now, I'm not getting paid for nothing for promoting these organizations. These are nonprofit organizations that work with people like myself, like maybe you, that have questions about kidney disease or have been diagnosed with kidney failure or are on dialysis and need some assistance, some help. You maybe just want to talk to somebody. You can reach out to the National Kidney Foundation, okay? It's a wonderful organization, and they are all over in the United States. Now, are they overseas? I don't know, but you can Google it. The National Kidney Foundation is a wonderful organization. You can go to kidney.org, www.kidney.org, or you can just Google the National Kidney Foundation, and all the information will pop up. They have different branches in different cities. And so if you want to get involved, you want to give back, you want to participate in one of their events, or you just really, you know, are looking for someone to talk to, you can reach out to them. Another wonderful organization that I have worked with on so many occasions in the past, the American Kidney Fund, okay? The American Kidney Fund, also known as AKF. You can find them online at AmericanKidneyFund.org. That's A-M-E-R-I-C-A-N, kidneyfund.org. You can reach out to those two organizations and maybe they can help you. Or you can always reach out to me. It's better to reach out to me from an email perspective. I had an, um, a gentleman who reached out to me uh, a few years back and he was having some issues uh, and he wasn't quite certain what was going on. Again, I told him, take your ass to the doctor. But I helped him because I could tell that he was worried and he was, you know, really, really concerned 
about what was going on in his body. So he emailed me at oliviafoxfix at gmail.com. You like the way I threw that in there? Um, and, and we just basically talked about it. He gave me his number. I called him and we talked about where, where he was in his journey. He had just been diagnosed with kidney failure. Um, he was scared to death of dialysis, which I get it. I was too. Um, and I'm not going to say that dialysis is an easy thing to go through. Ladies and gentlemen, I, uh, went to the dialysis unit three days a week without any exception, no holidays, going on vacation, didn't matter. Three days a week, four hours a day. 15 gauge needles, two of them in my arm to add the tubes where the tubes and blood would be drawn out of my body, go through the dialyzer or the uh, fake, I don't want to say fake kidney, but it basically did the job of what my kidneys would do. Dialyzed all the blood, took all the toxins out, the fluids, and then went back into my body. That was a four-hour process. I did that for four years. There are people that I sat with in dialysis 12 years ago that are still there. I have lost friends that were on dialysis uh, when I left. I've lost friends who uh, just really gave up because it is so very hard on your body. But more than being tough on your body, psychologically, it messes with you because you're in a room with a bunch of people who are like yourself that have no kidney function. They are very, very sick and they have to come to dialysis or they die. That's it. That's that. That is the alternative. You can either go to dialysis, get a transplant or refuse dialysis and you will eventually pass. And that is scary. Um, but you know, some people are hard headed like Olivia Fox and I will never forget. I'm going to share this with you and then I'm going to go because I'm trying to, um, get some water cause I'm thirsty. But <laughs> when I first went on dialysis, I, I was in denial. Honestly, I was in denial. I was very sick, but I was in denial. And you know, like when you get sick, the first thing to come out your mouth is I ain't got time to be sick right? You don't have to, <laughs> you're doing stuff. You're living your life. You're raising your kids. You're working your job. You got, you know, different events you got planned. You're going on vacation. You know, you just met this man, you know what I'm saying? And you just ain't got time to be sick. So I was like that hard headed. And so one day I felt like I ain't going to dialysis. I don't feel like it. Okay. <laughs> I ain't going, you know? So I called the unit. I was like, I'm not coming in. I don't feel like it. And they were like, you know, that's very serious for them because if you are not being compliant and not going to come and they're not trying to convince you to get here and something happens, it's just a horrible thing. And so uh, not to mention that, you you know, you end up dying. Um, but the nurses were calling me. You need to come. You know, I was like, I ain't coming. I don't feel like it. I'm not coming. Just hard headed. Just a Scorpio. Just hard headed and didn't go. Honey, when I tell you the next day, I was so tired and so sick and so low to the ground where I could barely pick my head up. I could barely get out the bed. Those toxins had built up in my body in such a way and I was retaining fluid. I looked down at my foot. My foot was the size of an elephant. I ain't even lying. I had an elephant foot. My foot had swollen up so big. And I had called and I was just like, hi. <laughs> it was like, oh, so now you want to. 
dialysis. And ever since that little experience, ladies and gentlemen, for four years, I never missed a treatment since that day because I was so, so sick. I will never forget that for as long as I live. And so the moral to this story is whatever it is that your doctors are telling you to do, rather it be dealing with your kidneys or with hypertension or diabetes or whatever, Will y'all stop being hard-headed and pay attention to what the doctors, the professionals are doing and remain compliant, okay? Do what you're supposed to do. Take your medicine, exercise, put the fork down when you know you're full, and stop eating all this craziness that you thought you ate back when you were a teenager, but now that you're an adult, you can't do it no more. Just remain compliant and take care of your body. That's all I'm saying. At the end of the day, to wrap it up, in summation, finally, As a result, take care of you. Because if you don't take care of you, no one else will. So there's that. I really, really hope that um, I've helped somebody listening right now. I really, I truly do. Um, Beside doing this wonderful podcast where I'm having an opportunity to meet and talk to, uh, you know, all these different types of people, I'm also feel like, Part of my purpose at this time in my life is to try to save some lives, to try to share my experiences, my journey with others in hopes of helping another human being. So I feel very strongly about this. Again, if you are in a situation where you're not where you need to be, or you've been diagnosed with kidney failure, or you're right on the cusp where they're saying, well, you know, it looks like you might eventually have to go on dialysis and you are scared to death. I get it. Do what the doctors say. But if you need somebody to talk to, oliviafoxfix at gmail.com. I don't mind. I don't mind because I remember how scared I was. And I didn't have a lot of people to talk to about what it was that I was going through. And it always helps to have somebody that has been where you are. You know what I mean? It's hard to talk to folks when they don't understand where you are. I've been where you are. I know that feeling. I know what it's like. It's scary, but you have to do what you got to do to stay here. You ju- you just do. That's 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 just that's just it. You got to do what you got to do to stay here. Okay. So if you need me, you can holler at your girl oliviafoxfix at gmail.com. You can also subscribe to this podcast, y'all. I'm telling you, we got some bangers come up. We got some real wonderful, incredible guests coming up. You can also like it, tell your friends, and you can even leave comments. If there's some information that I gave to you that has helped you, please let me know. If there's something you want to hear on this podcast, please let me know. Even if it's something you ain't feeling and you like, Olivia, you can leave that too. I ain't going to read it, but (laughs) you can leave it if you want. But all feedback is welcome, good and bad. And uh, we, we, we just really appreciate you supporting this podcast. And I really, truly hope that I have helped somebody on this particular episode and being March. March 9th is World Kidney Awareness. And of course, March is not only Women's History Month, but it's also National Kidney Month. So there you have it. All right. Well, I appreciate you guys listening. Of course, every Thursday we have new episodes 
And I hope that you have enjoyed this solo fly. I know it's been interesting. I was a little nervous, y'all. I'm going to tell you, I was nervous. But, you know, once you get into it, you know, doing this is like riding a bike. You know, you may fall and bust your ass. <laughs> but as long as you get back on that bike, you know, you just never really lose the ability to do it. And so um, that's how I feel about that. So I appreciate you guys listening. And we will talk again soon. The Olivia Fox Podcast is produced and hosted by Olivia Fox. Executive producer, Ken Johnson. Get the Olivia Fox Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe, comment, and rate. Follow Olivia Fox on IG at Olivia Fox Radio. Follow the Mean Old Line Media Podcast Network at Mean Old Line Media. Get the Mean Old Line Media app in the App Store or on Google Play. The Olivia Fox Podcast is a Mean Old Line Media production.